0: Welcome, this is Rodney Harrier, the author and host of these Chronological Bible Study podcasts, and today we're doing a review of Moses and Israel's deliverance and a preview of the social and moral laws. Now back to our review of Moses' life and our preview of the laws and their enforcement. Moses looks this way and that to see if anyone sees him. He seizes the opportunity by grabbing the Egyptian who was beating the Hebrew slave and he kills him. Quickly he drags him away and buries him. No Hebrew will mind. He's done them a favor. He was born to deliver his people. His mother and father told him so. But the next day, his deed is discovered, and in fear he flees Egypt to hide in Midian. There he lives and works as a shepherd until he is about 80 years old. He is ready to retire now. He's done, right? No, the Lord changes Moses and sends him back to Egypt to deliver his people from slavery. But Moses will need to do it in God's way this time. Do we ever make a similar mistake? I'm not talking about murder, but I'm talking about seeking to do things for God in our own way and in our own strength. Moses was born of necessity. Israel had been enslaved for over 400 years while God allowed the Amorites, another name for the Canaanites, to repent so he wouldn't have to wipe them out. God doesn't desire the death of anyone, but that all would come to repentance. But as you know, not all will. Some people are extremely set in their evil ways and will not turn away from them. After waiting so long, finally, God responds to the cries of misery from his people. Moses was born to be the deliverer. When Moses had fled Egypt and served as a shepherd in Midian for forty years, God attracted Moses' attention to a burning bush that wouldn't be consumed. A voice came out of the bush calling Moses, and the Lord said, Take off your sandals, because the place you're standing is holy ground. There Moses meets with God, and God gives him an assignment. But as we will see, he is a reluctant servant. God tells Moses to go to the Israelites and tell them, I am the ever present God, sees their sufferings, is concerned, and will do something about it. Moses goes with Aaron, but he wants Aaron to do the talking. Moses does a couple of signs, but instead of letting the people go, Pharaoh increases their labors. Thanks a lot, Moses. I don't think we need you. Then Moses goes back to Pharaoh and brings more signs and plagues on the Egyptians. Each one intended to mock and embarrass their gods. They show Pharaoh who is the true God, and they show the Israelites that he is with them, If you haven't done so, please be sure to check out the chart included with these Bible studies on the website to see how the ten plagues attacked Egypt's reliance on her gods. Finally, after the tenth plague, Pharaoh lets the people go. That night before they are hurried out of Egypt, God institutes the Passover, a time of remembrance. The last plague to hit Egypt was the death of the firstborn son, God instructed the people of Israel to kill an unblemished yearling lamb and take a hyssop plant to spread some of its blood on the two sides and the tops of their doors to their dwellings. This sort of reminds us of Christ's crucifixion. His head bled from the crown of thorns pressed into his scalp and the spikes nailed through his hands on a rough-hewn cross. When death came that night in Egypt, it passed over those who did the little ceremony. The Israelites quickly ate the lambs, yeastless bread, and bitter herbs. In their misery and their grief, the Egyptians ousted the Israelites. Soon, however, the Egyptians missed their services and pursued them to re-enslave them. But God protected the Israelites. He opened the Red Sea, and two million people and cattle walked over a dry riverbed to escape. The Egyptians pursued but God came to their rescue and caused the Egyptian soldiers to perish as the walls of water returned and collapsed on them, drowning everyone except Pharaoh and his attendants. Miriam, the sister of Moses, then composed a song, singing, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he is hurled into the sea. Exodus 15.1 If you haven't done so, you can read or listen to the rest of the inspirational song in Exodus 15. The victory was complete. And now the Israelites had to do something they had never done before learn to live by faith. There are few places in a desert wilderness to get food and water, especially for over two million people. It looked impossible. The people complained to Moses, and God provided water to drink and bread to eat each morning. Tiny wafers that tasted like honey would appear with the morning dew, and they would eat quail in the evening. Then the people traveled to Mount Sinai, where God said he would meet with them. God thundered from the mountain so loud, the people feared God and told Moses to speak to the Lord. They asked Moses to just tell them what he wants them to do. Whatever it is, they will do it. God then tells Moses to go up onto the mountain and speak with him. Moses was away from the Israelite camp for 40 days, and the people feared Moses was lost. The last sight they saw was Moses going up into a burning mountain. With no leader, they would die in the desert. So Aaron agrees to make their own gods of gold to lead them back to Egypt. Meanwhile, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, plans for a worship center, and unique clothing for the priests to serve him. When God noticed the people were bowing down to worthless idols and engaging in illicit sexual behavior, He was angry enough to kill them. However, Moses interceded, and finally, God relented. After exercising judgment on those who engaged in revelry and rebellion against him, he forgives them. The people finally repent and are ready to listen to God. Our following lessons may be difficult for those not involved with governmental laws, justice, security, or construction. They also deal with design and custom-made materials for curtains and garments, but please hang in there with me and I will explain them, making them much easier to understand and how they applied to you. Now that the Israelites were finally ready to listen, God shares his plans for the government of the people and the designs for portable worship center in the desert. Day 40. We know how to live in the fear of the Lord, but how should this affect our daily relationships with other people? Day 40's lesson is the importance of social laws and their enforcement. Day 41, now that God has established a theocracy and civil government, He instructs Moses to build the Tabernacle, a portable worship center. How does it compare with our worship center? Find out in Day 41. Day 42, now that the Tabernacle has been built, it's time for the dedication of the priests for the service of the Tabernacle. Join us in our next lesson as we apply the principles of dedication for our church workers. Day 43. Moses is on the mountain getting instructions for building a tabernacle and making garments for priests so the people can draw close to God and worship. Meanwhile below, the people have lost faith and are following other gods. They break God's trust. Perhaps we have done that, or someone has done that with us. How can we restore broken trust? Find out in Day 43. Day 44, when our broken relationship is healed, how do we keep a restored relationship? Find out in day 44. Days 45 and 46 are combined. If you happen to be following our chronological Bible studies by calendar date, then it is probably February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. The end of the lesson are some principles for building relationships, doing it right. Day 45, now that the materials and the laborers have been gathered, it is time to get to work. The Israelites need to follow the blueprint and get it right, which means follow the design. Now let's have a prayer at the end. Dear Father in heaven, we pray that you will bless those who are reading your word. You promised you would do that. And Lord, this is an important section. A difficult section to plow through, but there's always something that we can gain from your word. So we pray that you would give us insight into applying the principles that are in there. We thank you for your word. Your word gives us guidance on how to live. And we praise you for that. Please meet our needs. Everyone has them, Lord. And so we pray that you would meet their specific needs and help them to live out the principles of the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive each episode as it becomes available.